Hey everybody, thank you for coming to Always Christian Podcast. I'm Natalie Renee, and I want to start off by saying I really, really appreciate all of y'all for listening. I don't know where y'all are from, but I just I just want to say thank you, right? And last the last uh, episode that we did was about the healing process of how it's painful. But when you when you finally get it like a light bulb moment when you finally understand what God is trying to show you like I get it now and I don't know had I not been so down and broken would I I have ever gotten it because this season I've been in two or three times this is probably the third time I've gone through this season of God trying to show me, okay, look, I'm, I am he that you search for. You can't do this without me. And for some reason, this season, not only do I accept it, I want God more. I want to be deeper in his word because I was searching for validation, worth, love, companionship from other people, which is fine in a way, in my opinion. But when that is all you think about, that becomes an idol. We've talked about idolatry before. And sad to say, that's where I found myself in, idolatry. But this is the thing. Excuse me. This is the thing. I don't know if I've talked about this. I grew up without a father in the home, a father, period. There was no male leadership in my home. So, as a full-grown adult, at 33, I'm looking for a man to somehow, quote-unquote, fill my father's shoes. Do you know how dangerous that is? To want somebody to fill someone's shoes that didn't want to be there in the first place. I don't know if this is everybody's experience, but... There are some qualities within my earthly father that I don't want in my husband. So why am I looking for my father in my husband? Ladies, I, ladies, I, I hope you understand. I hope you get what I'm, where I'm about to go. And fellas, I hope you understand too. Yes, it hurts that our earthly parents were not in our lives. It cuts to the core. I get it. I really do get it. 
But if you can look at your earthly parents and see traits in them that you don't like, yet you say, I want to go find somebody to fill this void. Well, first off, nobody can fill that void but Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. They might mask the pain, but at one point, at what point will we say as children of God, okay, God, I surrender. Help me seek you more than I seek anything else. Help me want to worship and serve and praise you more than wanting to get drunk or wanting to find this ideal partner that we ourselves can't even be for our own selves, if you get my drift. If you don't, let me let me explain. I want to be a godly wife. I did not trust men. A woman in Christ has to submit to her husband regardless. How am I going to be a godly wife if I don't know how to submit to a man? How am I going to heal completely without acknowledging the fact that Natalie Renee has a problem with trusting men? So if my husband comes home from work, so let's say when, when I get married and he, he comes home from work late, Am I going to trust that he says, baby, it was traffic. I'm so sorry. Or I'm going to be like, no, nah, he was out with some other girl. He was cheating on me. He was lying. He, he doing this, that, and the third. Or am I actually going to stand in his truth and be like, okay, babe, no problem. No worries. It's okay. I'm just glad you made it home. You can't be a godly wife, a godly husband, and still have these narratives that everybody in their mama is a liar. I get it. We're not supposed to put our full faith and trust in people because the Bible says to trust the Lord God with your mind, your whole mind, your whole heart, and your whole soul. But how are we going to live out 1 Corinthians 13? How are we going to love our neighbors as ourselves? If everything they say to us is a lie, even though they're telling the truth. We got to tell ourselves the truth, too. Like, you can't stand in God's purpose for your life if you're not going to be honest with yourself. Because you're going you're gonna to ruin it. You're going to ruin it by thinking negatively. They say God tells you to write a book, a poem, a song, or God tells you you're not supposed to get married yet, or you're not supposed to go to this school, or you're not supposed to get this job, or don't take this promotion. He tells you not to do that or to do something, and yet you're like, God, are you sure? You for real? Did I really hear God say this? Is God really telling me this? And then you sit there and you ponder, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. God has already told you what to do, but you just don't want to do it because you think you know better. Sometimes we don't know ourselves like we say we do. 
when God tells us to be still, when God tells us to move, he knows the reason. We might not ever know, but he, he knows. So if he tells you to be still, he's trying to either build something in you, take something out of you, or get the other part ready. If he tells you to move, he's telling you to go because he, he sees that you're ready. You might not see you ready. He sees the other part is ready. You might not think it's ready. And you might not even think you could do it. But God's telling you to do it. But back to my point of being married, ladies and gentlemen. Marriage takes two people who decided to come in agreements to make this work out. Correct? You might have bumps and bruises and you might have... When I say bumps and bruises, I'm not talking about abuse. That's not re- That's not okay. Physical, mental, verbal, spiritual, that is not okay. No abuse of any kind. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say bumps and bruises, I might, I'm saying they've gone through something. You've gone through something. You two come together and decide on both parties to make it work out. If you want something godly, you have to live righteous and holy, right? You have to be of God, correct? So how is it that I want to be a godly Christian wife, Christ-centered marriage, Christ-centered home, but my father is still affecting how I look at men. I said I was okay with that. I said, he out of my life. That's cool. I don't want a relationship with him anyway. But you living like he is. You say, you say your mama, your aunt, your daddy, whoever did you wrong as a child. You say you're over that. But yet you treat every other person as if they were the ones that did it. You don't see no truth in nobody, nowhere. <clears throat> they say you love you. You lying. They say they care about you. No, you don't. You care about yourself. You don't care about nobody. They say they want the best for you. You don't want the best for me. You you want me to fail. Not everybody is out to harm you or hurt you or replay parts of your past. And I had to see that the hard way. You sitting up here saying, God, I want this, God, I want this, God, I want this. But are you really ready for it? Meaning, have you healed enough for for it? You say you want the promotion. Okay. The promotion comes with more responsibilities. Are you actually ready for this promotion if you, A, are let's just say it lazy you hardly do the work you're supposed to be doing now you look at everybody in the office as if they're lower than you you're cocky not just confident like that's that stuff you need to take off of you first because if you're going to be a leader in a leadership position and and something fails and you in the position 
it's probably because of you, because of your cocky attitude, because of your nasty attitude. Like, can't nobody make no, give no advice. Can't nobody make up no ideas, no, no new thinking. It only has to come from you because you know you're the one in leadership position. So therefore, you're the one that should be making all the ideas, all the deals and all this and all that. It has to come from you or it's not valid. That's not true. That's not cool. That's not a leader. That's a bully. You say you want to be married to the girl of your dreams or the guy of your dreams and but yet you get you snap on everybody. As soon as you get triggered, you snap. As soon as you see something from your past, you snap on it instead of saying, "God, correct that." Yeah, we as Christians, we got we get snappy attitudes now. We can get snappy as Christians. That ain't right. But for the past few weeks, I've been saying this to myself. If anybody in this whole entire world has a right to be angry, frustrated, shut people out, it should have been Jesus. The true and living God. He came here on this earth and died for all of our sins, knowing some of us would not accept him. Some of us would come into faith and leave faith. Some of us would have other people dictate what we should and should not do. And we would walk away from it. From him. We say we're ready. But are we really? Some people have children just to be bullies. I said it. Your mommy, your mama bullied you as a child. Your daddy did you wrong as a child. So you have children and you repeat the same cycle. So now your babies are going to grow up feeling hatred towards you and what they going to do if they don't get delivered from it. They going to do the same thing to their kids. I've also come to the conclusion. I want to heal now. So when I do get married and I do have children, my babies won't have to go to therapy because of me. They don't have to heal from anger. They don't have to heal from my frustrations. They don't have to heal from my daddy issues. They don't have to heal from my trust issues because I'm going to heal from that for myself, for them. So God can use me in the way that he sees fit. Because once again, God is God over all. God knows all. God's not going to make a mistake. If you in a calling of God and you don't follow his instructions, that was your mistake, not his. God don't make mistakes. Y'all, we as Christians need to heal still. Give it to God. We can't take this mess to our new levels because we're going to ruin it. We're going to ruin it. You can't be the best version of yourself still living in the past from your past hurt, past pain, past regret, past anything because the past can't live in the future. It can't. It's, I mean... Would you carry, if you had all the strength you had, whatever, ask God for. 
would you use that strength on a carrying something that's extremely heavy or b carrying your new identity your new self in christ the one that he already had from beginning of time healing from things that could and can destroy you if you let it i mean it's scary yeah it's painful yep it could be long yep but if you don't give it to Christ God the Holy Spirit and if you don't be honest with yourself about these hidden things that you keep trying to cover up and it's keep keeps coming up but you keep trying to cover it up deal with it now deal with it now so you can heal from it and help someone else heal from it or else you're going to have to be in the same season again because God's not going to let up on you he he wants you to he he wants you to be who he called you to be how is it that our prayers are so God please help me do this help me do that but yet we struggle with self-confidence issues. We struggle with doubt that God will even really do what he said he was going to do, which by the way, he will. He's not a liar. We struggle with our mood swings. We struggle with, I understand there are people out there that actually do struggle with mental health issues. I get that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying If you know you got a nasty attitude and you brag about it and then you turn around and you ask God for something, deal with that attitude first. If you bragging about, I just slept with this person, I'm going to sleep with this person, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's negative and it's sinful and it's hurtful. And then you turn around and say, God, please send me a godly wife or a godly husband. How about you heal from that first? I mean, I get it. We all got a past. But that don't mean we got to keep living in it, y'all. I don't want to go through this season again. Because, granted, I've learned some beautiful things. I'm see, I, I feel that something has broken off on me and that I'm really, really close to the place and the person God called me to be. Will I get married soon? Don't know. Will I walk in my full calling of Christ soon? Yes. But sometimes we delay our own blessings and breakthroughs because we won't get in agreement with Christ and say, okay, God, you lead, I follow. You lead, I'll follow. You show me what to do and I'll do it. You wouldn't go to your job and tell your manager, your boss, how to, to run the company. Though you might have some brilliant ideas for the company, you wouldn't do it. So why would you go to God and say, I know what's best for me? You might not you might know what you want and you might know what fits you and all that good stuff and that's that's okay. 
But don't go to God telling God what to do. God knows what he's doing. He's always known what he's doing. He was God before we were born. Read Psalms 139. He knows us before we were formed in our mother's womb. He knew every step we would take, every word we would speak. He knew it all. He knows he knows all of our days from beginning to end. All of it. So why won't we trust God to heal every area of our life, even the areas that we want to hide from people and hide from ourselves as if it never happened? The rape happened. The molestation happened. Living in a home, a broken home happened. Not having enough to eat happened. You having to fight all the time happened. You being sick happened. Why hide it? Somebody needs to know that they can get through it. Somebody needs to know that there's a way out. Somebody needs to know that they ain't got to go to sleep with the light on every night. Some Somebody needs to know that just because they said that about me doesn't mean it's true. Somebody needs to know it. Somebody needs to know a young girl needs to know and a young man needs to know that just because my father or mother did not do what they were supposed to do does not mean I'm I'm not worth it and don't you dare think that that was your fault don't you dare to think that any trauma anything that ever happened to you don't you dare think it was your fault it was not your fault You didn't cause it. I don't care how you dressed. I don't care what you was listening to. I don't care what you did do or what you didn't do. No abuse of any kind was ever your fault. Period. It was not your fault. But what is your responsibility is to heal. It might take a long time. It might take years but heal it might be hard to forgive but baby you gotta forgive cause if you don't God can't forgive you that's in the word of God and it's not that you giving them power you taking yours back when you forgive you're, you're releasing yourself from them because they probably sleeping good. You probably ain't even crossed their mind no more. And they probably will never come to you and apologize and say or admit that they were wrong. They probably never will do that. But you gotta say in yourself, I'm doing this for me and the generation coming after me. The curse stops here. There will be no more generational curse after this. Not from what I grew up in. My kids ain't going to suffer from this no more. My husband ain't going to have to deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to come every day. Every day the Lord gives me. I'm going to bring my 100% because you know why? I survived. God has a plan for me. 
God has a plan for me and he's not done with me. If you got to say that every day, every hour, you say that. But don't keep hiding what needs to be healed. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And we will meet again. Okay? Stay blessed. Stay humble. Keep growing. Keep healing. Don't give up. Don't give in. And don't keep living in the past. All right? Love y'all.